All right, good morning, everyone. This is Sharia. This is Walking with Sharia. We are on week number three slash 3B because we had a great, awesome introduction practice test that is up as well on our page. So for those of you who are new, we kind of do this in a format of live walking and talking. So I will be walking. My guests will be talking, obviously, as I catch my breath. <laughs> and today I have an awesome friend, sister friend from forever <laughs> now. And I absolutely love her and want her to feel welcome. So she's going to talk about goals today, which is something that's very important to all of our journeys. And Michelle Bogan, take it away. Okay. Thank you, Sharia. Um, I love you too, sis. I love you too. <laughs> like it's really a nothing but love um, here while we work on our individual and collective goals. And, you know, I have to just thank Sharia. Hi. I have to thank Sharia because she's been such a huge support and mentor to me. Um, like she said, we've known each other for forever. I think it was like 20 years ago when we were working in the same, uh, location i'll put it that way we were in two different programs and um i left there after i had my youngest daughter and sharia gave me a gift and i have that gift i use that gift anybody who knows sharia knows that she's really into journaling yes (laughs) and she gave me a journal on dreams and i'm really into interpreting dreams right so i keep that and you know, one of my lifelong dreams has been to be a uh, clinical psychologist, right? Uh, and um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that as we talk about goals and how to take care of ourselves while we're on this journey. Um, but I'm really into interpreting dreams, and that might be another topic, but I keep this, <laughs> this, this journal close to me. And on the inside, Sharia just said, Michelle, never give up on your dreams. And so you never know because Sharia and I had hadn't been in contact for for many years but you just never know how something you do or say is going to really resonate with a person um, and help encourage them in a way so that was always a reminder to me to never give up on that and um, so so really quickly Michelle thank you so much for acknowledging our relationship but I forgot to mention that since we do have an audience that is new you guys can ask questions through the chat, um, as well as if you want to be turned on, you can raise your hand, and we will try to make sure that we get your questions in as well. So, sorry. Go ahead, sis. That's okay. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I knew you would, and you go past me, too. <laughs> I actually am, so we won't be uh, clashing with audio. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, so so I just wanted to, like, say that because you know, in this whole journey um, of goals and trying to get on another level, as individualistic as it is and should be, it's also another level to it. And it's, it's an interconnection, right? So it's an interconnection of your goals and making sure those things are aligned and with other people, because I believe we're all here for a purpose. We all have gifts. We all have talents. And uh, regardless to what uh, letters you have or may not have, you know, you, you know, your purpose is deep down in your gut. So, um, Sharia is just one of those people who've always continued to support me, um, in a tangible way and, um, in an emotional way on that journey. So 
you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, actually, we were, we were going to talk about something totally different. My topic initially was uh, in the process of healing. Yes. Right? In the process of healing, because it is a process and it is a journey. And, you know, whether you've had really big traumas in your life, the big T's, we like to call them, or whether you've had small T's, little, little traumas, um, little microaggressions, we all have things that we need to heal from. It could even be from our relationships, um, our family structures, where we learn how to interact with people. Good morning. Um, so that's kind of what, what my topic was, was going to be around. But this thing about goals keeps coming up. And I feel like, you know, it's even more so after COVID, after yeah. Corinthia, we'll call her. <laughs> after after cor cor uh, coronavirus showed up and the social um, justice protests against the police brutality, it seems like we started talking about goals even more, you mm -hmm. know, in, in the form of make sure you're doing something during this time and make sure you're doing this and that. And I think it's important for us to just stop and recognize um, that we are all in the process of experiencing some serious history and some serious trauma. Oh, yes, uh, we are. Whether and for you some of us, been... this is not just current place. I'm sorry. No, Go ahead. Go ahead, sis. I'm sorry. I got you. That's okay, Sharia. <laughs> whether you have been um, affected directly because, you know, you've had it or a loved one's had it, mm -hmm. or you lost someone during this time and you couldn't grieve them properly, Come on. Uh, or whether you're just affected because you're at home and your rhythm got messed up. We're all experiencing this collective trauma. Um, so I want to just say that before we even get into goals, right? Because yeah. this, isn't, this isn't about um, uh, making sure you have to do something. This is about getting on another level, vibrating higher, operating in your purpose, okay? And even when we talk about our healing journey, and our self-care journey, I keep seeing those things pop up, right? Well, what are your goals? What are you trying to do? What are your goals? Go. But so I want to kind of take this time and assume people know nothing about building goals and kind of give some practical steps to building goals and try to show the um, connectedness of it all. Like I was saying earlier, before we got officially started, like there's an interconnection between your goals and an interconnection between us as human beings and our purpose. And so kind of want to try and get to some of that as well. So, you know, this thing about goals, hashed, whether it's internal self-talk and you're telling yourself you have to achieve something or you have to do something, or whether it's just the external messaging that we see all the time, right? You can't pick up your phone can't pick up your computer you can't turn on the tv you can't hear listen to the radio without something or someone trying to sell you something you know <laughs> hashtag couple goals hashtag uh -huh. fitness goals hashtag entanglement goals okay exactly we got entanglement goals now <laughs> but it's always hashtag some goal live. right <laughs> hashtag live goal living goals living my life goals so you know i want to just encourage everybody to uh 
to make sure we're giving ourselves proper self-talk and limiting mm -hmm. our exposure to all these different mediums, all this media. It's overwhelming, folks. It's overwhelming. And so we have to be careful about what we, who we let around us, uh, what we let into our, our spirits mm -hmm. um, and our soul. So I want to kind of decrease the anxiety around that. Right. Yes. And, and also, before we get started, just a, a, a quick, I guess, self-care moment. Mm -hmm. During all this talk about goals and our explanation of goals, I just want you to also know that your goal is wherever you are. And one step is closer to whatever you want to reach. And so we're going to talk about how you can frame them, how you can really develop your goals, but realize that even as you're developing them, make sure that they are what you can do at this moment and not trying to put yourself in the future as if you have already achieved the steps that takes the goal. So I just right. wanted to say that a little bit. Yeah, thank you for saying that. And that's really right on point because it goes back to, to what I'm saying about trying to achieve something or be something. All mm -hmm. we have to really be is who we are. Yes. That's really all we have to be, but that requires that we know who we are, right? And while we're working on getting on another level, that's a part of the process mm -hmm. is doing some examination about that. So please don't feel like you have to do it all at once. One of my favorite sayings with my accountability partner is stop trying to boil the ocean. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because we try to do everything, especially yeah. social workers. Right. Like we that. try to do everything. <laughs> stop trying to boil the ocean. So. Okay, in terms of self-care, right? We're going to frame this all under self-care. In terms of self-care, what are things that people typically list that they do for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So the first thing usually is going to be weight, if you talk mm -hmm. about self-care, because the first place we go to is physical wellness, right? So yep. it's going to be something around either weight and or like their body image. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, eh. Go ahead. One, one of the things that I like that you've pointed out a lot here recently is, you know, this, this idea of instant gratification when we talk mm -hmm. about self-care. And let me tell you, it's nothing wrong with pampering ourselves and treating ourselves, right? Yes. Regardless to whether you're putting it under, a, under the bucket of physical wellness or emotional wellness, if you feel like you need to treat yourself, it's important to put that as a part of your plan. Mm -hmm. But let me just suggest to you, that that's only one part of oh, getting on another level. Yes. That's only one part of it, right? Because we're trying to vibrate higher. When we're trying to do these physical things for ourselves or emotional wellness things for ourselves, we're trying to vibrate higher. We're trying to get on another level so we can be at peace, live in joy, right? Be happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so those things are temporary. So what I'm going to suggest is kind of like a lifestyle that we live, right? And like you said earlier, Sharia, right where we are, starting right where we are. So um, we have to extend those pampering um, things that we do deserve, but we deserve so much more. We deserve to live. Here's a quote. This is one of my new favorite quotes, and it's from uh, a guy named Kenny Burns. And uh, he was quoted as having saying, I want to live life for a living. Uh -huh. Think about that, right? 
So I translate that to, I want to live in my purpose because when I'm living in my purpose, I don't feel like I'm working. It's just an extension of who I am. It, I would do it whether I'm being paid or not, right? <laughs> I, um, so, so those pampering things are nice, but I want to live a life that I don't have to take a vacation from. That's, that's what we're talking about when we talk about get on another level and mm-hmm. vibrating higher. So um, we're going to look at some categories, right? And, and Sharia, I know you have something or you've trained to something very similar to this, but I'm going to reference uh, Dr. Darius Daniels and his wife, Pastor Shamika Daniels of Change Church. Okay. They have um, something that they call the purpose pie, right? And so whether it's the physical category, spiritual category, emotional or mental, uh, whether it's the vocational or career or academic category, whether it's the personal category or the interpersonal category, which is all about relationships, both the personal mm-hmm. and the interpersonal, and then the financial category, right? No, no wonder I put finances last. That's my, that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing. So the idea is that, again, not to be overwhelmed, not to be anxiety producing, but that we want to, in a practical way, look at what is it that we want out of, under those different categories. I think one of the previous speakers had mentioned something about make a list, make a list of everything you want, right? So you can make a list and you can go back and tag it as to what category it would be under. You could do it that way, whatever works for you. But the idea is to look at yourself in those different areas and see what it is that you want to work on. And the idea is that by you pulling all those things together and just working towards them wherever you are, not where you want to be necessarily five years from now, but right now, what can I work on? What's realistic? <laughs> um, looking at those categories in that way. And um, so I'm just going to read, I'm going to list them real quickly just in case someone is trying to take notes. And I, uh, if I didn't catch them all, you can just add them in. But we're uh-huh. talking physical, social, uh, physical wellness, social wellness, uh, spiritual wellness, emotional and mental, and then intellectual, which kind of encompasses the financial, professional, and all that other stuff. Yep. There you go. <laughs> yep. Um, and so now, you know, and being practical, right, you want to start breaking down a goal. So you might have a goal under one of those categories. And you want to start breaking that down so you can be clear with yourself, right? That's part of the assessment because anytime and, and folks who work in the service industry, when you talk about um, providing uh, treatment to others, right? Whether you are a direct support professional to just direct support care or whether you are a licensed clinician or whether you're an occupational speech, you know, therapist, you have to assess first, right? You have to assess, you have to evaluate before you can actually put a plan together. So by writing that list is a form of assessing, mm-hmm. right? The other part of that, I feel like I'm missing a piece. So really um, would that like for us not, for the non-clinical slash social, uh, social work world uh, or service world, what that is is just self-inventory really Mm -hmm. self-reflection and self-inventory. What do I want? Who am I? And how can I get it? Right? Like, 
So right. to make it really simple for yourself, you can even put those into categories so that you can really see that your dreams are, are, can be made into to actual goals or steps. Right, right. And, and so when we talk about developing a SMART goal, which I think a lot of people are familiar with, some may not mm-hmm. be, um, that's you know, an acronym for being specific, that it's measurable, that it's achievable, that it's realistic, yes. and that it's timely. Okay, so when we talk about SMART goals, that's going to be what you do to kind of filter through all those things that Sharia talked about to identify where to start, mm-hmm. right? So for an example, you know, I remember uh, it was, this was years ago when I saw one of my childhood friends on Facebook who was doing um, body lifting, body building, mm-hmm. and I was going to go on a vacation or something. And I reached out to her and I said, Angela, Angela, how can I, is it possible? Is it possible to lose 10 pounds in a week? <laughs> and she said, yeah. I said, how you do it? She said, don't eat any sugar and drink nothing but water. Right? So that might, that might, might be achievable. Right. So just to to break down the difference between achievable and realistic, that might be achievable. But is it realistic? Mm -hmm. Is it realistic? Because there's sugar in almost everything. Am I really not going to pretty much not eat anything and just drink water? And that would include fruit because fruit has sugar, too. So I'm basically eating vegetables and drinking water. So, you know, just to kind of put it in context, the difference between achievable and, and realistic and, and reminding everyone where we want to go is living a lifestyle so we don't have to do something like that, right? Yeah. So we don't want to have to cra- crash ourselves because that's not sustainable. I would be miserable, cranky, and everything for that whole week trying to lose a little 10 pounds that if I was doing something to work towards it every day or every other day or however often I decided I wanted to, <laughs> I could see the effects of that instead of trying to rush into it and produce so much anxiety and stress for myself, right? Because I want to elevate higher. And what I mean by that is going past living in strife and, and, and really thriving in life and helping others to thrive. Um, so that's an example of uh, the difference between achievable and realistic. And, you know, the other thing I wanted to talk about was when you're making that list, including your want-to-dos, right? So this I got from um, Steve McClatchy. He is a, uh, like a leadership expert. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard of him, but he's, he was the first person, um, went through leadership trainings with him, and he was the first person I had ever heard um, talk about really what it was was time management, right? We used to always talk about time management. He talked about work-life balance, and the approach that he shared with us was really to write down everything you have to do because those have to do's the have to do's are the things that are going to come get you regardless of whether you do it or not right so <laughs> you got to pay you got to pay your bill right <laughs> you got to pay your utility bill or you got to pay your cell phone bill or you got to pay your mortgage or you got to pay your rent if you don't something's going to get cut off or you're going to get cut off right so that's your have to do's and oftentimes we're living in our have to do's all the time, which doesn't make life enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
So you no. have to include, but it's not life's not enjoyable if you don't have your, your utilities on or your cell phone or are you homeless either. That's not enjoyable either. So, <laughs> so we have to do those things. So we want to make sure that we make time to do them. But we also want to include in that time what we want to do. What do we desire? Mm -hmm. What do we imagine? What do we dream about? And how can we incorporate those things into our calendar the same way we have our have to do? We got to get up and go to work. Got to feed the kids. The same way we have to do those things, we have to go through the process of defending the time, putting it on our calendar, making it a part of our goal, and defending the time to do that. Does that make sense? Yes. So let's go back a little bit just really quickly because you kind of ran through the SMART goals without giving an example um, mm -hmm. for specific, measurable. Um, you did the difference between achievable and realistic and then timely. So let's talk about what makes a goal specific. Hmm. So if um, I want to make sure I'm saving $100 out of every paycheck. That's pretty specific, mm -hmm. right? That might be a small goal to a bigger goal, but it's specific. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you think about that, the next step is, okay, what do I need to do to do that, mm -hmm. right? So in order for me to save $100 out of every paycheck, I need to fill out a direct deposit form so that it doesn't even go in with the rest of my money, right? Yep. So I fill out a direct deposit form and get that done. And now mind you, these are steps, right? Mm -hmm. And these steps can be looked at as objectives or little goals, however you want to look at it. But these are steps to... To, to reaching the goal, to get into another mm -hmm. level. So, you know, maybe one day I put on my to-do list, um, you know, get in touch with HR and make sure I complete my direct deposit for this $100. Mm -hmm. So there's that. So that makes it measurable because then you have a tool in place that can actually measure if it's consistently happening, right? So for example, if I take the same... Uh, or if I take losing weight, I might say, I want to lose 10 pounds, but then I might say, I weigh myself every Sunday, right? So then that becomes a tool that allows me to measure if I'm getting to my destination. That's right. It's a step that we took that we could say we did. So mm -hmm. it's measurable. It's not this nebulous thing. Exactly. And also the money's measurable, mm -hmm. right? Because I said, I'm gonna save $100 every paycheck. You know, part of looking at your goals is uh, reevaluating them, right? So you write these things down based off of where you are. And then in a, however often you agree to do so, because this is your goal, this is your stuff, right? So I might say, I'm going to do this for a year, but I'm going to check in in three months and see where I am. How much money do I have in this account, yeah. right? So that's measurable as well. And it's a way to circle back and hold ourselves accountable. So you want to continuously be measuring. It's, it's continuously. pretty much the point. Continuously be measuring and checking in on that thing. Because it also might make you have to reevaluate, is it realistic? Because if every time I put 100 in, I take 50 out to spend on my hair, 
then maybe I should start with literally 50 in a savings account that I can't see or touch, like, or it, it takes steps to get the money out, right? <laughs> so that's right. And, and that's, be, that's a part of being flexible and, and, and being okay, yep. right? You don't beat yourself up because you said, damn it, I said I was going to save $100 every paycheck and I keep taking out this 50. Okay, well, that seems to be a priority. Maybe you sit with yourself in that, <laughs> yeah. right? You assess that. Well, what am I spending this $50 for? My hair, okay? My hair, is that important to me? Yes, it is. Okay, then that's what we're going to do. Yes. <laughs> and that's okay. It doesn't, doesn't mean you failed. <laughs> it it, it, it means, so, so here's the, here's the, Here's the thing, being aware of where you are in all those different categories and what you want to work on next, you already elevating on a higher level, mm -hmm. right? Whether Absolutely. you actually achieve the targeted goal or not, you're already going there because we can have all these plans, but God, <laughs> right? God meets us somewhere in there to help us know that we are walking in the light and we are on the right path. So if I didn't meet that, that target exactly, I'm somewhere in there. You know what they, how they say, aim for the moon, you'll be amongst the stars. Right. I'm somewhere in there. So I'll know what my next step is. So we don't need to beat ourselves up for not necessarily making our target. And then lastly, the timely one, I know you did achievable and realistic already but what makes it timely? Um, you know, it's one of those things where uh, you want to put a time on it, mm -hmm. right? You want to have an end date. Um, it might be something that you're working on um, to sustain something and you want to just keep that going, but that kind of goes back to reassessing. Um, mm -hmm. But you definitely want to say, okay, I want to have, let's just use that example around saving $100 per pay. Maybe I'm saving $100 per pay because I'm trying to pay down debt. That's the bigger goal. So is there, when do I need to have this debt paid down by? <laughs> right? That might be a date. There may be some consequence that needs, that's going to happen if I don't have this done at that time. There may be a self-imposed date. I want to have this $100 a paycheck saved up because I'm going to Bahamas next year. So you need to look at what's your target end date, and you really kind of work backwards from that to set up your steps. If that, does that make sense? Is that yes. plain mm -hmm. enough? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so... so you wanted to talk a little bit about how do you stay motivated once you created this goal that in whatever area we decided on? Yeah, I think, the, I think that, um, you know, sometimes we're excited, sometimes we're not. <laughs> right, exactly. Right? Oftentimes we're not. The, the, the uh, novelty has worn off and, and we're no longer excited about it, so it's not as easy to be motivated. Mm -hmm. um, but making sure that we're doing things on a routine basis is what helps us continue to work towards that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a practice. It's a right. practice. And we have to be patient with ourselves and we have to recognize that it is a lifestyle, right? Like I get bored easy. <laughs> I get bored real, real easy. 
but I'm starting to learn and appreciate um, the importance of the routine. Yeah. Right? So again, we're trying to live our best life. We're trying to be, make sure we're walking in the light and living our God-given purpose. So that's not an overnight thing if we're not already practicing the, the stuff we're talking about. It's going to take routine. And, you know, building out a plan, checking in on it will help you keep in a routine because you also are going to say how often you're going to do something, right? Mm -hmm. So like walking, I've committed myself to walking three times a week. That's it. Three times a week. It's the same days every week. And it's generally the same time every week. That's my commitment. That's where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I started off, and I'll just use that same example. I started off walking, I think, two days. Now I'm up to, to five, give or take six sometimes, depending on how the weekend feels. But I don't beat myself up. And I started off with two laps versus now I'm at three. So the goal can, can fluctuate and change as it does become routine, but also as it starts to get, like, you get progress in your, route, your actual goal. Right. So as you get progress, you should step it up. Right. So if you're right. only going to do two days and you're trying to, say, lose something and or uh, tone, then you might find yourself not doing anything different because your body got used to the routine. Then you step mm -hmm. it up a notch. Right. So, yeah, because you're getting, you on the next level. You're on the next exactly. level. <laughs> exactly. And it's OK to be on that next level slowly, too. Right. So the process right. isn't. Uh, it's not trying to get to the uh, the finish line before everyone else because you're your only competition, right? Mm -hmm. And there isn't any other competition besides what you want for yourself. And if we kind of stay in that focus of this is my goal, this is what I want for myself, and it's interconnected because you said something earlier that I want to make sure we touch on, is that one of the things that I talk about and we talk about just in general is the importance of how your self-care impacts your community right and how mm -hmm. important it is to see what taking care of yourself can do for taking care of your family for taking care of your community and taking care of others right and so finding out how does this goal that I have for myself this hundred dollars a week this hundred dollars every two weeks impact the possibility of paying off debt so that I can have a child who's going to graduate in maybe three years have less debt for college right, right. so some of your motivation should be about your why. Like, mm -hmm. why are you doing this goal? What makes this goal important to you? And so for, like, people call it purpose. People call it different types of things. But I like to say, what's your why? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Am I doing it because I like to look good? Okay, well, then, if you, if you think looking good is getting down to a size six or seven, go for it. But make sure that that's going to be motivation enough to keep you through the routine, right? Like through the, the habit and the, the steps that you naturally are going to have to take whether you like it or not, right? And, and so when you look at that why, right? When you look at that purpose or that why and you're reevaluate and you're, motiva you're not motivated to continue with that why, then maybe it's time to reevaluate that. That's right. <laughs> what motivated me in my 20s does not motivate me in my 40s. Right. Sorry. Right. And that's okay. And <laughs> and sometimes we're talking about feelings, right? Or likes and dislikes versus mm -hmm. what's really good for us. So one of the hardest things that I, I had know. to do 
in the graduate program uh, was a self-care plan. And that might sound silly, but it really, what it did was it really made you sit with yourself and think about what you're willing to do and what you're going to be motivated to do, right? And put it in those smart uh, goals, filtering it through the smart. You're my motivation today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you better go ahead, girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she deserved to be acknowledged. She was running. <laughs> yeah, it's hot out here, y'all. <laughs> it is hot out here. Um, so yeah, so that was one of the hardest things because you really have to sit with yourself. And I think that's the hardest part, right? Like when you sit with yourself and you think about what is my real motivation? What is it that I really want? What is it that I really need? And what of those things am I going to really commit to myself in doing? Right? So, honest. and being honest and it's okay again be be gentle with yourself be loving to yourself you know because it's a part of the process just keep on putting one foot in front of the other and keep on evaluating that um but the other part of it i was going to talk about feelings i went through this uh progressive weight loss workshop the eight-week workshop um uh, from dana denard he's my old mentor at famu 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 lee that was one of one of the best experiences of my life, but that's another topic. Sounds <laughs> like we got a lot of topics. <laughs> <laughs> but we got, but um, I went through this workshop and it was really awesome because it was a very holistic approach. It's about weight loss, but it showed us the connection between our emotions, which we all know we have. Um, and also talk to us about, you know, really healthy eating choices and how people eat in different parts of the world who have longevity and wellness and high immunity, which we all need right now. Okay. Like if we didn't know before, right now where we are in our, in our history making, it's going to be more important now than ever uh, to do, to, to, to have a high immunity and to be able to try and be self-sufficient. Sheree and I, we, we, we talked about this a little bit, real <laughs> self-sufficiency, but that's another topic for another day. Uh, <laughs> but with regards to feelings and motivation, right? So like now I'm going to talk about the interconnectedness of the, of the goals and how they kind of align. So if I have a goal of saving $100, and go back to that, uh, a paycheck, and I also have a goal of working on my emotional stability, and I also have a goal of eating healthy, making healthy choices. See how these line up? Yes. Right? So if I'm saving $100, I'm likely bringing lunch. That would be a good strategy. That would be a good small goal to help me meet that bigger goal. Right? I'm not just ordering pizza or Chinese or whatever the place is close to the office or to my house now that we are working virtually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I'm going to be doing less of that less ordering out because I'm trying to be really focused on saving money so I'm going to be preparing my food I'm going to be preparing good food that's going to take some organization right that's going to take me planning ahead and making sure I have my food lined up so that I can eat good because I like to eat I'm a foodie <sighs> um, just because you're eating healthy don't be not good eating good no, and you know, when we think about a day at the office, which whew, 
God freed me from the plantation. That's another topic for another day too. <laughs> but when we think about a day at the office and, you know, for me, I've had a lot of experiences of working, um, you know, with a lot of different people on a lot of different levels and people can be very challenging, right? Especially when you get into the politics and the dynamics and the culture of an organization and you're responsible for kind of trying to shift that culture, that's challenging. And you could be in meetings with people who are shooting at you. <laughs> shooting. That's one of my, my girlfriend's favorite things to say. She was like, they're shooting at me. Um, but, you know, what, you, what you'll do if you're in the process of trying to work on that, saving that money and bringing your lunch, you will recognize that you are having an emotional response to food because you might just want to order that Chinese or that pizza anyway, right? So now I got to stop and say, whoa, <laughs> what, what's, what's going on here? I have to be mindful. And these are some of the things um, that we learned in that workshop. We're often eating. Well, one, we have bad eating choices. So we're feeding the bad bacteria instead of the good bacteria. So we're always hungry and eating more bad stuff. But if we can shift that and we get to a place where we don't feel hungry because we're not, right? And we're drinking water and we might think we're hungry, but we're really thirsty and we're drinking water and we're being mindful, then you'll start noticing when you're, when you're trying to feed your body when really you're trying to feed your soul or you're trying to fulfill some other void. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's uh, called emotional eating. <laughs> uh, you just eat in order to fill the void and or even celebration eating can be emotional eating depending on what the trigger in your mind is related to food and joy or even uh, sadness. So being able to recognize those things are going to be really important in any of your journeys because it's your emotional and mental that impacts almost every other area. And then regardless of what your, um, your beliefs are, having a strong spiritual identity helps to even structure how you're thinking and where you might need to feed your thinking. So I think sometimes when it comes to like say emotional eating or even just emotional things that trigger us emotionally, we think we can kind of work it out through a habit and reality says that we got to do something specifically to challenge that even in our minds. So being able to make sure that that emotional goal matches if you're struggling in that area is going to be important. So I just wanted to kind of reference that. No, reference it. That, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Good morning. Yes, emotional eating. We all know it, but how many of us are really, really conscious of what emotions trigger us to eat? Yeah. And I think right? that's a, 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 now that's definitely another conversation for another day, just because there's so many layers of emotional eating that has so much to do with our childhood and past and trying to do that all in one goal. <laughs> that's not realistic. <laughs> Right, right. So making sure that you know the importance of it is going to be realistic, though, right? Like knowing that this triggers me. I don't see you any longer, Michelle. Where are you? I'm here. Okay. Keep walking. Keep walking. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's a lot of work. It's a lot to unpack. But mm -hmm. I think the point that I'm making is we can get overwhelmed when we start thinking about all those different categories, but they do line up. Exactly. They, they can be in line to support one another. 
right? There's different work that you have to do in each one of those categories that are different topics, but they can line up to support one another, which builds the lifestyle of living on mm -hmm. purpose, right? Because if I can be aware of what triggers me emotionally to eat, that's, I'm definitely at another level. Oh, God. I'm definitely at another level if I can just recognize that. And then that's going to help motivate me to stay on the path of, of uh, eating healthy. Because mm -hmm. now I know what I'm fighting. <laughs> you can't really fight good or manage anything if you can't see it. Now I know yeah. what I'm managing. I know what I'm fighting. And so now that motivates three goals all in one. All so in just one, the, yes. the interconnectedness of it. Right. And one of the things that I really like that you talk about is, you know, it's not just about self. Yes, we have to take care of ourselves because we can't help other people if we don't take care of ourselves. But we are connected, you know. Mm -hmm. For me, one of the most exciting things about being a social worker is that it's meaningful. For me, the most important things besides my family and my friends are social, meaningful connections. That's a part of who I am. I was meant to do what I'm doing. <laughs> I was meant to do that. Absolutely. Um, and so we are, we are interconnected. We need one another. Yes, we need our self-time. We need our individual goals. But if we're not doing something to support each other, we're really not elevating to a higher level as much as we could be. Yeah. Because even in those other levels, without connections, you're going to get stagnant. Like, you're going to get stuck. You're going to start feeling like, what's the point of all this, right? So then your motivation is even going to change. So our whys almost naturally include family, friends, and community, right? So right. our whys, that, that's not to say that has to be your exact why, but it's almost natural for us as humans to be connected. And yes, we might be doing or dealing with lack of social connection in the physical sense right now, but it's important for us to maintain those things as a value for us to stay motivated. So for me, I do it for my family, but I include my community as such an important part of who I am and my identity and yes. how I define that is specific to my values and also to, for me, culture. So my why is important. Right. Why, why is so important? That's why, I, that's why I talk about purpose, right? Because mm -hmm. I don't believe, and you said this, I don't believe that we have the gifts and the talents and the skills that we have for ourselves and ourselves alone, right? We're here to, to, to share them. We can't be stingy. <laughs> we're here to share them with, with other people and have a meaningful impact. I mean, we're all going through this. We talked about this earlier. We're all going through history right now and I think now more than ever people see the importance of community right we've been so individually um, individual minded um, I think people are now starting to see how important it is to be connected um, yes. and there's and more power in that yes <laughs> so much more power in in having a community so, so Michelle I, I want to say thank you for coming I am so excited that you wanted to choose to pick goals because I know that sometimes when people talk about stuff, they're like, you can have your dreams, you can do your dreams, but 
how do I get there? And I really hope that people who haven't heard anything that you hear that you can get there through some actual steps, be specific, make it measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely so that you can actually have what you want. That way you're not looking five years, two years, a year from now and say I'm in the same place that I was yesterday. So thank you for coming. Can you make sure you tell the audience how they can follow you? What's oh. next for you? Oh, wow. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm one of those people who's starting to really understand the importance of community. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I'm from, I said before, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. I was born and raised there. Although, and I was, excuse me, I was raised there. <laughs> um, although I have been living in New Jersey now longer than I lived in, in Kansas City. That's my roots. That's my people. Mm -hmm. You know, you never, you never leave them behind. You never forget them. And so um, I think being away from them um, and I have the family, you know, everybody's kind of dispersed. But what I'm recognizing is the importance of social media. <laughs> because I've never, and Sharia has tried to coach me on this way before now. And that's okay because I'm doing it now. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> um, but uh, social media, you'll find me on Facebook at Michelle Bogan. You'll find me on Instagram at Keep Evolving 2020. <laughs> and I did not do that name after 2020 began. <laughs> <laughs> right. With all the craziness, you know, it was just one of those things where I couldn't be Keep Evolving, which is my preference. So I had to add a 2020. And on Twitter, it's the same. Keep evolving, I think, 2020. Wow, so, what about that for a really a good way to end on goals, right? Keep evolving. Keep right? evolving. <laughs> getting on the next level by evolving. Well, Michelle, yeah. I am grateful to have you as always. Sounds like I have multiple reasons to bring you back to talk <laughs> and chat. <laughs> um, for those who are new, next week we are talking about actual social uh, wellness. We're talking, is your circle a cage? With my sister in love, we're talking about the importance of who's in your circle. How do you keep it strong? How do you set boundaries? And how do you know when to walk away? All right. I hope you guys continue to be well. Take care. Thank you.